Welcome to In This Economy, a show that's meant to highlight the synergies of our wonderful economic organism. I'm your host, Frank Caberna. Stocks are down today. Bonds are also down. Interest rates higher. And the U.S. dollar is catching a little bit of a bounce against the British pound, the Japanese yen, and the euro. But everybody's mind today is wondering what the Fed will do this week on Wednesday. Actually, a whole host of data coming out this week, kicking off with our U.S. Fed rate decision, and then on to rate decisions uh, overseas, and then finally finishing with the non-farm payrolls on Friday. In this show, you'll see a lot of ties between stocks and interest rates and foreign exchange and commodities, how they all move with each other, against each other, and what it all means. And then, of course, at the end of the day, how we can hopefully get some trade ideas and, uh, and, and look to, to get some strategies going around this economic organism. But with all of that being said, we've got a lot to talk about, so let's get right into it to kick off the show and kick off the week, I am wondering what the Fed will do if we can bring up the title slide for today's inaugural in this economy. We can get going on what we are meant to converse about today. And, and I do use that word converse uh, uh, with good reason, because as we talk about the economy and how rates lend to stocks, lend to forex, lend to commodities, and so on and so forth, I do want everybody chiming in over social media, the great community that Tasty has created here, to see what it is about the economy that's uh, caught in your um, mind and what you're thinking about and how it can lend to your strategies. So never hesitate to reach out on social or here at uh, Tasty Live to see what we can talk about next. But what we will start out with is what the Fed is set to do and how that is going to affect the dollar and stocks. Let's start with rates because that's where the Fed really does its cooking. That's what they directly affect. And you'll see that in this next slide, the projections are, are pretty, pretty set on about a 25 basis point hike. We're getting there. We're and oh, oh, and there we are here. Um, <laughs> hold on one second, friends. This is the first day and uh, our wonderful team here at Tasty sorting out just a couple of issues. And uh, I do want to take a second here to thank everybody for getting this show up and running. It has been a sprint to get here, the inaugural in this economy episode. The Fed is expected to hike by 25 basis points on Wednesday. That's a 99% probability. This has been a trend here throughout the last, I mean, decade plus of our economy. And what I mean by this trend is that by the time an FOMC event comes, there is an overwhelming expectation as to what the Fed is going to do. And you may have heard other personalities, especially on this network, but that has uh, started to bleed to other financial media networks, saying that the, the big event isn't so much the rate decision as uh, it is what the Fed is saying coming out 
of this decision and and what we look at when we see an FOMC trending on Twitter or you hear about the Fed is set to make its decision and then have a press conference on Wednesday afternoon as is to come this week is they're going to move around or they're not going to move around the short-term interest rate benchmark What's tradable? What do we kind of view in the market? That's going to be the two-year Treasury yield that you can see up here via the futures prices from the CME. And you'll see that that short-term Treasury yield is very closely tied to the Fed's uh, short-term interest rate benchmark that they move around. They don't technically move around Treasury yields, but the interest rate that they move around, it, it, it's very, very close. And for all intents and purposes of our conversations and our trading, you might as well be talking about this here. And, and how can I um, you know, better convey that to you than merely show you the prices and how they're correlating to these expectations? We're at a current rate of 4.25 to 4 and a half percent. Now, keep in mind that here in the U.S., the Fed does operate with these 25 basis point ranges. So they're they're never saying, oh, the short term rate benchmark is exactly 4.25 percent. No, there's a little bit of nuance there with a range. 99% expectation that they raise that to 45 to 4.75%. And you can see here in the two-year Treasury yields, we're right there in that range. We're right, right around 4.25%. So you can see that high correlation. Um, you can technically trade the Fed funds interest rate via the Fed funds futures. Not a lot of people look at that market. You're much better served staying in the world of treasuries. Now, with this 99% likelihood, like I say, the big event isn't so much what the Fed is going to do. There is quite literally less than a 1% chance, given the market for interest rates, that they don't raise by 25 basis points. You might see some people, some talking heads saying, oh man, well, there's an outside chance. And, and I think that actually maybe they won't raise, or maybe they'll hike by 50 basis points. It's not going to happen. The Fed of the last decade has been extremely choreographed. What's priced in going into a meeting uh, almost always happens. Of course, that outside chance is there, but like we have here in front of you, it's quite literally less than 1%. The bigger idea is what will the Fed do after this 25 BIP hike? The next meeting is March 22nd, which just happens to be my birthday, if anybody out there was wondering. And the expectations there are a little bit wonkier. And if we can get into the next slide, we can start to talk about the downstream effects of this interest rate hike that we're going to see here and um, what could be expected for the future and, and what is likely to really shift around markets. Futures are projecting more than a 70% chance that rates are at 45 to 4.75% or less by the end of 2023. That's a lot of numbers to keep in mind. What is that saying? Well, Frank just told you that there's a 99% chance that they hike to this range right in front of you, 45 to 4.75% on Wednesday. 99% chance that we get to that amount on Wednesday here, the 1st of February. Now, at the end of 2023, those same futures that priced in that 99% likelihood of getting to that range on Wednesday of this week are saying there's a 70% chance that we're at that amount 
or less at the end of the year. What does that mean? 70% chance that we don't see further hiking by the end of 2023. Now, of course, they could hike another little bit and then come back down to this range or lower. That could happen. But for the sake of broad conversation here, the market is kind of calling the top in interest rates. What's next for the FOMC? Not a whole lot. And you can see that we already peaked in the projection for rates at the end of 2022. And guess what? That coincided almost exactly with the high print in inflation. And this is where we really start to get uh, to where this show in this economy will sing for you all, hopefully, is tying in all of these things that you maybe see on social media or in your newspaper, what have you, tying them all together, giving you a well-rounded thought process to your next trading decision Interest rates, at least the market as it is right now, for derivatives around interest rates, they've seen the peak that we've had for the last couple of years in this rate hiking environment. We're just a little bit off of that peak, and futures are projecting that this market will stay around here or maybe a little bit lower for the rest of the year. And, and there's no coincidence here whatsoever in the fact that inflation, like I say, peaked in that same time frame, the end of 2022, and now we're getting inflation readings that are still high historically, absolutely, but aren't as high as they were at the end of 2022. So what does this all mean for rates? Well, one of two things are going to happen here. Inflation is going to continue to either move sideways or a little bit lower, and these markets here in interest rates, given the correlations of the past and the way that these markets have moved for the last year or so, are going to move either sideways or lower with those inflation readings. Now, maybe we're not out of the woods. Maybe inflation does spike back higher. You would then expect that the Fed has to hike rates even further to calm that inflation. And there you're starting to see one part of the economy pushing the other. And you'll see now how interest rates are also affecting currency markets. If we can move on to the next piece, speaking a little bit towards what the Fed is going to do this week. Not only is that going to affect directly that first-tier mover in interest rates, that's likely going to affect foreign exchange as well. What affects U.S. interest rates will likely affect U.S. currencies. And you can see a similar trend, but a little bit more drastic, uh, in that the U.S. dollar has traded pretty significantly lower from its peak at the end of 2022, when we had inflation readings uh, moving higher and interest rate projections uh, peaking and moving higher as well in the same time frame, you had U.S. dollar also moving higher as well, now down actually 10% from those highs, which is a historically speaking large move for foreign exchange. You're usually seeing um, volatilities in this asset class of, in some cases, you know, five, six, seven percent on the average, probably closer to eight to twelve percent. Um, but at the end of last year and the start of this year, with this significant, you know, ten percent fall off, you were seeing volatilities of fifteen to twenty percent in some of these currencies, and so. Some big moves the last year or so here for U.S. dollar and its major competitors. Uh, and of course, when we're quoting U.S. dollar here, whether it's the ETF or the futures or the spot forex world, you're always judging that relative to another 
market. The ETF here, I think, is against a basket of markets, uh, but the major pairs being euro, pound, and yen. Those three currencies doing a lot better here to start 2023 than they were doing to close 2022. So, how is this tied into the interest rate decision? Well, you can already see the correlation between rates and foreign exchange here when inflation was high, rate projections were moving higher, US dollar was the currency that a lot of market that a lot of people were flocking to, and that was because uh, th that's not always the case that if inflation is high and interest rates across the globe are higher, that U.S. dollars are going to be higher. But keep in mind that Forex, and we're going to nail this a lot of times throughout this show, Forex, when, as it relates to interest rates, is a game of relativity. I mean, you can see it in the name of some of these markets. It's the U.S. dollar relative to the euro. It's the U.S. dollar relative to the British pound and Japanese yen here. And so, if inflation is high, and interest rates are moving high across the globe, if interest rates in the US are moving higher than they are in the Eurozone, then you might see that US currency outperforming the Euro currency. But if this was a different story and inflation was moving quite high and the Euro uh, central bank was actually hiking more than the Fed, then you might have seen the US dollar actually moving lower. Now, as inflation fears cool and interest rate projections also cool, the US dollar is cooling as well because it was the outperformer to the upside. If we can move to the next slide, speak a little bit to what the effects of this FOMC on Wednesday could be. This can go one of a couple of ways, similar to rates, and you're going to hear me say that uh, a lot here as we speak to the you know price action effects of our economic organism moving around uh, in a cyclical manner as it usually does. If the Fed comes out, hikes its 25 basis points, you're likely to not see a lot of price action in interest rates or dollars right off of that event. But if the Fed comes out and says, yeah, we you know, are monitoring inflation, we're not so worried about it as we were at the end of last year, maybe we don't have to hike so much, you might see a continuation of this move to the downside in US dollars because you've actually started to hear more hawkish speak, which is more rate hiking type of speak out of the Eurozone, out of the Bank of England, and even though some of us may have thought it was never going to happen again, some hawkish speak out of the Bank of Japan as well. And so if the U.S. has you know, seen its inflation peak and has seen its interest rate hiking peak, and now we're on the other side of that, and other major economies across, across the globe are still looking at hiking and hiking and hiking further, you might see this game of relativity continue to the downside in U.S. dollar. Now, if inflation numbers pick up again and uh, the Fed is, again, very worried about this and looking at you know 50 basis points, 75 basis point hikes as they did last year, then you might see a bounce in this U.S. dollar. But 
the FX landscape has become a lot more nuanced than simply interest rates higher, U.S. dollar higher. That game of relativity is really starting to kick in um, as that correlation will start to cool off. And this is another thing that we'll talk about, uh, one of our in this economy motifs, so to speak. When volatility picks up, fear picks up around the stock market or inflation or anything else, correlations across so many different markets go to one, either negative one or positive one. Now that we have cooled off in some of those inflation fears, the US dollar and interest rate correlation has gone from one to probably still positive, but not as starkly positive as it was at the height of those fears. Now, let's conclude our segment with a little bit of stock talk, because I know that's where most of you are probably coming from. It's where uh, everybody is, is mostly infatuated with. It's our major asset class of the last generation or so here. And of course, the FOMC event on Wednesday will affect stocks, but this is a lot murkier. We usually like to talk about um, these different data releases, be it a Fed announcement or a non-farm payrolls that we'll, of course, talk about more as Friday comes into our uh, purview here, as uh, in terms of tiers to the movers. And, and the first tier is absolutely interest rates. The second tier here is currencies and stocks. It's a part of this uh, organism here, but it is the third tier. And you can see much less of a trend relative to inflation and interest rates where we started, but still a little bit of a correlation, a little bit of a trend. Stocks have rebounded since that peak in inflation, that peak in interest rates, that peak in US dollar that we saw at the end of 2022. NASDAQ has been the most volatile piece holding a lot of technology stocks here, more volatile than financials, consumer discretionaries, and, and everything else. And you can see here in the NASDAQ, Great year-to-date performance, up 10%. That's, of course, easier to do when you're off you know, 25% uh, in 2022. It's easier to bounce back 10%. Um, but you're seeing VIX back down around 20. You're seeing volatility come in across these three asset classes here. And you're likely to see off of this FOMC probably a more muted reaction than you did in 2022's version of Fed rate announcements. But let's uh, you know conclude here with how this might affect the stock market if we can get to our last slide. What's next for the NASDAQ? Well, it can go one of a couple different ways. Rising inflation rates and dollars have definitely hurt stocks. That's been the trend, the correlation for the last year or so. But now, especially with this FOMC coming on the same week as the, the bulk of earnings season for the stock market, this NASDAQ is, is going to be a lot more stock dependent, even on a day like today, where interest rates are a little bit higher and US dollar is a little bit higher and stocks are a little bit lower. That a to B to C correlation that we have seen for the last year um, with a high degree, um, even though it is playing out here today, I think the movement in stocks is more stock dependent. And I think you're likely to get a similar reaction to the Fed announcement on Wednesday. We're going to dive deeper on the actual numbers behind the Fed's projection for 
Wednesday and going out to the next several months here in 2023. But I did want to highlight here in today's version of In This Economy how this Fed interest rate decision is likely to affect interest rate markets, foreign exchange, and then stocks. The trend has definitely been rising inflation means rising rates, means rising U.S. dollars and falling stocks here. But you can see that they all will probably affect each other um, in a similar manner on Wednesday's event, but a lot more nuance getting into this economic organism, as I like to say, as volatility cools and they all become a little bit more dependent on their own stories and ins and outs. Well, my trading friends, that is going to be it for Monday's edition of In This Economy. Thanks so much for everybody out there excited about the new show here. I'm definitely excited. As you can see, a little bit nervous, to be honest with you. I haven't been on a show here on the wonderful Tasty Live Network in several months. Very happy to be back. Big, big thanks to everybody out there who is a part of making this happen. And of course, big thanks to the audience out there. Of course, none of this could happen without you. Please reach out with any feedback or any ideas that you might want to see in the future. I'll be back here tomorrow, 3 p.m. Central Time in this economy. Until then, everybody have a great trade. Peace. The content of this podcast is provided solely by Tasty Trade Inc. and are not the direct views or opinions of any of its affiliate companies. This content is for informational and educational purposes only. It is not, nor is it intended to be, a research report, trading or investment advice, or a recommendation that any investment strategy, security, or futures product is suitable for any person. You are responsible for making your own investment decisions in light of your individual investment knowledge, objectives, and financial situation. Applicable supporting documentation for any claims, including claims made on behalf of options programs, comparison, recommendations, statistics, or other technical data will be supplied upon request. Tasty Trade Inc. is not a licensed financial advisor, registered investment advisor, or registered broker-dealer.